Hey everybody, welcome to the Young Ambiguous Podcast. Uh, Gerald here with Justin, and we want to talk about some cities, uh, preferably Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, well, hold on. The more important city that needs more attention is Houston. Oh shoot! <laughs> We're praying for for Houston, but all cities matter. <laughs> Don't all cities matter? Yeah. So um, that's a, that's a joke, but it's serious at the same time. But no, seriously, Houston, we um, have been praying for you, um, and Louisiana now. And like, there's really? all kinds of cities that are getting like ridiculous amounts of and rain and flooding. Apparently, we have a hurricane coming on the way here to Central Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm trying not to think about that because I don't have shutters yet. It's a Cat Three, dude. Is it Cat Three already? Yeah, Cat Three. As of this morning, is Cat Three, and it's projected oh, to man. pick up once it hits warmer water. So, pray for your city. Uh, <laughs> pray for anybody in hurricane territory. In your city, we're talking about Melbourne, Florida, or yeah. just Florida in general. Yeah, Florida's about to get. Yeah, and hit I was hard. I want to apologize. This, I completely. So I was so focused on the topic at hand that I forgot. No, I didn't forget. I just forgot we're going to mention Houston. I didn't forget Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, if anybody like follows me on social media, I've been getting myself in a little bit of trouble uh, <laughs> with Lakewood Church. And you want to go there real quick? Uh, you want to make an official apology to Joel Olstein? Never. I no. I don't want to do that. Well. I think Joel. I think Joel is seen to reach the people he needs to reach, and I think that he does what God's will is in his life. Um, however, I just don't like the guy. I can, I can, I can admire what the kingdom is doing in through him. Yeah, but I don't like him. Well, Joel, I, I, I like you as a human being. Like I think smile. you have a great smile. It's a, it's you a and your wife smile are probably the most positive people I've ever heard. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And and thank you for opening your church. Whether it was Twitter who made you do it. Twitter <laughs> likes to take credit for a lot of stuff, but yeah. Whether it was social media that made you uh open up your church or you just you guys got it done. So thank you Lakewood Church for serving your community. You want to thank his brother who's the associate pastor who opened the church. Yeah. His brother opened the church. Your staff, your team, yeah. your brother, whoever helped get it done. Good on you guys. And we're just praying for your whole city, the whole Houston area. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Beth Moore has been like, I follow her on Instagram and she's, she's over going there? crazy right now. She's like, they're trying to get it done. You know what I mean? Really? She's like tweeting the hands and feet of Jesus are full of uh, shop facts and chainsaws helping people recover. So Dang. props to any of you guys out there in Houston doing God's work, helping people out. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you. Yeah, I am um, praying specifically that this, I mean, this is a life-ruining event. Yeah, and a lot of people I heard moved from, like, Louisiana after Katrina, relocated yeah. in Houston. Yeah, I was watching And so that. 12 years later, if you do the math, mm-hmm. Obama wasn't president, George Bush was, and that's mm-hmm. when Kanye went crazy mm-hmm. the first time. Where Kanye says George Bush doesn't care about black people. I think he said... George Bush hates black people. Yeah, and right next to Michael Myers, and I never <laughs> seen Myers said, no never what to seen do. someone more uncomfortable in my life. And then they flashed right back to like what Chris Tucker, and he's just like, I it, don't know what to do. That was like the most desperate. Like they needed a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it's just a heartbreaking 
situation. Yeah, I probably should be laughing then. But uh, no, in Houston. Yeah, in Houston. And Katrina. And Katrina. I was watching a news uh, little snippet that they have on Facebook from time to time about a man who um, his whole house, like everything's gone. And so he just started walking like 13 miles to find his dad. He's no idea. He, there's no cell reception. Wow. There, and there was like, there's a moment in this street interview that you saw this man lapse in his sanity, like just straight up was like, I don't, he doesn't know what to do. He's mm-hmm. no idea if his family's alive. And so I, I'm hoping and I'm praying that, um, he found his family. Yeah. That he found his family. I'm hoping and praying that, uh, that people are finding their family. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish I could say that, uh, uh that everyone's safe, but I know for a fact people that have lost lives and people stuff. have lost lives. So I think we should do a moment of silence for the people that lost their lives and, um, the, the bodies that they recovered so far. And, hmm. and, uh, I, man, I really hope that they don't find any more lifeless bodies. So I'll just have a moment of silence for them. Okay. Hmm. So, last thing, then we'll switch. Okay. We should just be praying right now for um, insurance companies to do the right thing. You know what I mean, dude? Because I don't want anybody getting messed up. Because like, yeah, their premium wasn't covered or something. Just you know, just we pray that uh, insurance companies do the right thing and cover people and help people out. Um. So, switching to the other city that we've mentioned previously. But. <laughs> Uh, Nashville. It's the Nashville state. Some people call it Trashville. Some people call it the uh, L.A. of the East Coast yeah. area, the South. Of the South, yeah. The Pearl of the South. I don't know what they want. It's I don't the know music what capital. Mu- music capital of the world. Uh, yeah. Eh. It is. Music capital of the world. Okay. It's Music City. Yeah. People literally travel from all over the world to live in Nashville to write music. Save your money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so like Nashville is like this place that a lot of people worship. I would say so. They have two of the best coffee shops I've ever been to. So yeah, I I would. But I went and yeah, wasn't impressed. I drove four hours out of my way on the way to Illinois to drink coffee there. The coolest things I did was go to the Johnny Cash Museum. Oh, kill. Which is way too small. Really? It should be way bigger than it is. Is it like the size of our recording studio? As much as... No, it's probably... It's not bigger than the building that my office is in. Really? It's smaller than probably this upstairs of my office. That's so sad. Of the U Center, yeah. Um, So, as much as they profit off of Johnny Cash's likeness and music and all that stuff, they should... The city should honor him. uh, However you can... Make his cash, history bigger, his uh, museum bigger, would be great. And then I went to Jack White, his recording studio, no way. Third Man Records. That's so they have cool. a little gift shop in front, and we kind of banged on the door, like the loading center mm-hmm. of the studio, to see if anybody would come, let us in. No one did. No. Oh, I'll be but tired. Jack White's like, "Hey, come on in. Look at all my tube amps. Oh, that would have been so cool." Yeah. Uh, have you ever listened to Mark Marin's podcast? He interviewed Jack White, and he said he said he went to his house, and there's just a wall of tube amps. Oh, I'm sure. It's just the best in the world. Because <laughs> yeah, why why not? You're yeah. Jack White. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much the king of rock. Rock, yeah. Rock king. and roll. Yeah. So um, those are the 
two redeeming qualities mm-hmm. and then you know there's just a bunch of bars that bands play in and hope to get discovered and sure whatever but a group of christians and uh the group is called i have to look up their name they're cbmw the christian man what are they called the coalition for biblical nope c what are they called Justin, what are they called? Is that what they're called? Yeah. But what does the MW stand for? The co- A Coalition for Biblical Sexuality? N- no. They're, no. What's their name? I don't know. CBMW? We can speculate all day. Anyway, CBMW. We should just talk about what they did. They released a statement and named it after Nashville. Called the Nashville Statement. Nashville Statement. It was a hashtag for, you know, three or four days this week on Twitter. It was taken over. Mm-hmm. And it is basically a a doctrinal statement. Okay, we right. can say is that what that's called? Theological. We can say we can say doctrinal, but I mean, well, I'll get into the, what I think about it in a little bit. Um, basically, they wrote a couple a statement with several articles within the statement. Um, highlighting where they see the LBGTQ community within or outside of the church. Yeah. Cause they flat out, um, pretty much said that the, the LGBTQ community is not allowed in the evangelical church. Yeah. It's the council on biblical manhood and womanhood. And so they got together and, and posted a pretty much a statement is what they call it. Statement. Um, basically saying their position biblically on, um, sexuality, gender roles, gender identity, homosexuality. From from my understanding, it's not just their statement. It should be every church's statement. They want other pastors, churches, they want other organizations to sign and agree to these 14 articles that state the biblical stance on homosexuality yes and first thing is timing terrible timing the timing is awful it is like the natural a natural disaster is happening Mm -hmm. almost not on a national scope but we are all feeling for houston Mm -hmm. and the the loss and the destruction that's going on there with the flooding so to release a statement like this is just not not good timing. Terrible timing. Because it's going to be a controversial thing to release anytime. Yeah, and can you imagine all the displaced people who might be in the LBGTQ community hearing this? Yeah. It's, they're devastated. Like, what we should be doing is raising awareness and money to the organizations that are on the ground doing work. Sure. The ministries that we could be supporting rather yeah. than trying to get garner support for this statement that talks about Mm -hmm. what most people most evangelicals already would know yeah it's just restating stuff yeah it's not like it's nothing new well article we'll get to how many articles on there there's one two there's 14 14 article 10 is where people are like what the hell is going on but for the most part at least i'll I'll speak on myself on my behalf Mm -hmm. um like I, I don't stand against them. 
I don't necessarily stand with them, but I understand where they are in the scope of, of scripture yeah. and in the scope of evangelical interpretation of scripture. But article 10 is, uh, you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. Article 10. We affirm that it is sinful to approve of homosexual immorality or transgenderism and that such approval cons- cons- constitutes, excuse me, an essential departure from the Christian faithfulness and witness. So read the read the second one too. We deny that the approval of homosexuality homosexual immorality or transgen- transgenderism is a matter of moral indifference about which otherwise faithful Christians should agree to disagree. So it's sinful to approve of homosexual immorality or transgenderism and you are departing from Christian faithfulness and witness if you do. And we deny that approving of this homosexual immorality and transgenderism is a matter of is it's not a matter of moral indifference. We deny that it's you can just agree to disagree. Yeah. So basically they're saying hey if you're a Christian and your friend is gay you're no longer a Christian. Like if you, if you if, affirm that if you affirm like him being being him being some, who he is. Someone in that community and I just think that's a lot of shit. Like I can't stand that. It, yeah. That excuse I I'm frustrated and excuse my my language. But when you say things and you you put things in such a definitive term where where Christians are afraid of losing their salvation because they want to help somebody else. Yeah, that's crazy. Like at my at my, at my old church in Atlanta, like Atlanta is known to be, have a, a larger gay community, have a larger LGBTQ community there. And a lot of people that will help on the streets would either be transgender males or transgender females, um, gay men. Mm-hmm. Gay women, all of them uh, being targeted in sex trafficking and stuff like that, and we would interact with those people. Not only would we interact with those people, we'd bring them to our church, yeah, and have them come to our church. Like that in itself brought more, more of a healthy understanding to these people and to just treating them like people for a minute. But when we put this line in the sand, because this is what this is, this is not like a. Oh, you can walk around it. Like this is a line in the sand, yeah. saying that if you believe this and you and you support these people, then you're damned to hell. Yeah, with these people, which is not true at all. Like, yeah. Well, I, I don't believe that. For me, it's not true. For somebody else, every everybody has a subjective interpretation of scripture and doctrine and whatever. It's really it's because not a lot of people are reading the Bible. And so when you have like, I I like to also point out, and this is not like a dog on the Southern Baptist convention, but a lot of these people were from the Southern Baptist and dispensational type mindset where Mm -hmm. like the acts of God kind of stopped with the apostles, except for like Francis Chan, who surprisingly was on one of not, he wasn't just a signer. He was one of the initial people. Yeah. He's the one who kind of form formulated this, but like John, John Piper and RC Sproul and, um, uh, what's the guy? Wayne Grudem. Wayne Grudem. Um, H.B. Charles. Lots of people that you would know if you use study Bibles or commentaries and different things. These Randy Alcorn, Matt Chandler, Alistair Begg. Matt Chandler's on there. Mm-hmm. This was it. Was kind of a bummer to see so many people on here 
Um, Did they just not read Article 10? I don't know. Because I think they don't understand. And that's what that's what bugs me, right, is we're talking about this, and I wanted to look up the word affirm because mm-hmm. you were saying if you support them. And I was like, well, I don't know if affirm is support. So let me look it up. And I looked it up. Affirm, the first definition is to state as a fact, assert strongly and publicly. So if you affirm something, you can you can assert it and strongly support it. Yeah, uh, you assert and strongly, you state it as a fact and assert it strongly and publicly. The second definition is to offer someone. So this is what this is the definition that would okay. apply to homosexuals, right? Offer someone emotional support or encouragement. So that's exactly what you were describing. Yeah. What you guys did in Atlanta. Yeah, if you well, were offering emotional support and encouragement to people on the street who happened to be LGBTQ, mm-hmm. you would be breaking Article Ten, and you would be losing your faithfulness, your faithful witness as and a that's, Christian. That's that's insane. Because like, if if we're to believe in the Bible, if we're to believe in, um, the theology of sin, sin being one universal thing, not each sin is different, each sin is the same. If we're believing that, homo- say we'll use homosexuality since we're talking about, it. If we're believing homosexuality is a sin, then it shouldn't like it can't be celebrated but why do we have like eating contests at church that's gluttony mm. that's a sin why do we why do we have posters of of like hillsong or, or something that's idolatry that's a sin why do we why do we why would we pay top dollar to go see a christian concert because we idolize this band that's a sin yeah but those things are so universally allowed in the church the minute that a sin that's more of a lifestyle decision comes up everybody loses their damn mind they just they don't know what to do yeah and i, I i'm fr- like i have gay friends and i'm i support uh the lgbtq community in so much that they're people and that yeah. they deserve to be understood and they deserve to have their space and they deserve to be un- to they deserve to have that dialogue w- within the church too um I just think that it it drives even more of a because there's already a divide between because mm-hmm. I I'll be honest I don't necessarily think that in the scope of Christianity that same sex marriages should be allowed but I think same sex same sex marriages should be allowed anywhere else like if you're in the church and you believe that these certain yeah. things should stand then you can you your theology dictates that my compassion dictates that everyone should be married because it's awesome. But yeah, within the church, I just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you want to do that if you don't really necessarily believe in Jesus? But yeah. if you're if you're uh, a gay Christian, I can understand where that frustration would be and where that that lack of understanding would be. And I want you to know that I, at least I'm trying. I know Gerald's yeah. trying to understand this more. Yeah. But what happens with this Article Ten is like just the like a like a stake in the heart, pretty much. Yeah. You don't know where else to go from here. And so, like, this is heartbreaking for us because we would agree with the Bible and what the Bible yeah. says. We believe in the Bible. But this Article 10 means that if we support in any way, shape, or form, publicly or not, homosexuals, anybody in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. if we support them, we're we're... 
otherwise departing from Christian, a faithful Christian witness. And that's, 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 that's not, a, that's not right. No, it's crap. Cause then now, now this is where it expands, right? For me, I can take article 10 super personal, mm-hmm. but people in the LGBT community take this, 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 is, this is a whole assault on them and a whole nother layer because as Christians, as the church for a large part, we like to point out certain sins, mm-hmm. homosexuality, pornography, pornography, um, abortion. There mm-hmm. is like some target sins that are like classic Christians are anti these things. Because it's a, it's a stimulus. But we don't even like, we don't even care about the people. Article 10, if you are a Christian couple who raised their kids in the church, did what you could, prayed for them every single day, and they just will happen to, you know, be a drug abuser, mm-hmm. right? You're not departing from the Christian faith by supporting them and paying for them to go to, to, to rehab yeah. or paying for them to not have to live on the street. Like you're not, you're not departing from Christian witness for, for yeah. taking care of your, your, your son or daughter who is off in the world doing whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. But now all of a sudden, if your son or daughter is homosexual and you support them, now you're departing from the Christian yeah. witness. That, and that's, that that's so sense. messed up. Did, did you hear um, what Andy Mineo and Lecrae just went through? Yes, and I was going to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I just watched that this morning. Because ult- ultimately, this is this is where the rubber meets the road for me, right? Ultimately, what I believe about the Bible, what I think God has called me to live and how he wants me to conduct myself mm-hmm. should not negatively impact and hurt and harm other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I can believe whatever I want to believe, right, about Scripture, about what God's calling me to do. Mm-hmm. But I cannot impose that on everyone else, right? Whether whether they're a Christian or not, because ultimately I'm called to love other people, right? And so through my love, through my following what God has called me to do, I should be bringing people closer in to God. Yes. And what statements like this do is harm LGBTQ communities. It doesn't just harm them. It like it this statement and yeah. we're we're all, all obviously talking in retrospect uh, or in reflection of article 10. It doesn't hurt just the LGBTQ it's a mouthful community, but it hurts the it hurts the Christians around that community. Exactly. And and badly. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? Those people have already been hurt by the church. Yeah. And we were talking about it. It's like there was already a wall of fence oh, built sure, yeah. between Christianity and, and homosexual, the homosexual community. Mm-hmm. Now there's like barbed wires and attack yeah. dogs and armored guards saying, mm-hmm. all right, this is the line. And any Christian who helps them, you're getting shot too. Yeah. And it's like, guys, 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 wait, hold on. Hold the horses. We are called to love. We are called mm-hmm. to to support one another and encourage one another, not call out each other's sin and yeah. hold other people uh, be judge jury and hold people accountable for what they're doing wrong or right. Like, so for me, this is where it, it just blows my mind because this, this harms people. And I want you to understand when I say harm, this means it's su- it. People have suicidal thoughts. Yes. And people have committed suicide over this. Like yeah. people who were raised in church, who, who feel this way, who identify as LGBTQ, they end up, they have suicidal thoughts and commit suicide all the time 
because of this type of statement, because of, of these hate, types yeah. of things where it's like no support. If you even affirm them, you're not even a, you're not a Christian if you affirm, let sure. alone if you act on it. So yeah. if there's just the thought of, man, maybe I do feel this way. I, I do feel these different mm -hmm. things. You can't even speak about it in church because you're isolated. You feel alone. Pastors yeah. always talking about how wrong it is. And so you feel alone. You feel isolated. And it's very similar to the to the race thing, yeah. except even maybe deeper because it's called out all the time. Like we don't yeah. have racist pastors telling brown people that they're sinful. No, but we have we have pastors telling people that if you're gay or you're anything other than a heterosexual, you're going to hell. And yeah. I I don't know my position on that at all. To be to be frank with you, I I don't I don't think my eschatological beliefs, which would be my end times belief, it kind of dictates whether or not I believe in that. And my eschatolog eschatological belief isn't concrete. It, yeah. There, there's things in scripture that well, are evolving yeah, as, as we're I'm all, reading it. We're all learning and stuff. And, yeah. and to say who is and who isn't in heaven is not our call. And we shouldn't no. waste time thinking about that because we have been called to do other things yeah. like love and support people who don't believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. So my problem is that this not only makes that divide and that wall between Christians and the Christian culture and the LGBTQ community and that culture like s rips them further apart than they were, which they weren't close in the first no. place. And it, it just damages people who are in both communities. Yeah. And it hurts them and it, it harms them mentally. It harms them physically. And it reaffirms this whole idea that heterosexual is normal, is right. Mm -hmm. And it is the way that culture is and should be. And so we were talking about the violence that trans people face. We were mm -hmm. talking about the violence that homosexuals face just for being that way. Mm -hmm. Right. So that just it's it's the same thing as the, the as it's very similar to racism where when you say certain things it affirms certain beliefs whether you are holding those beliefs or not sure so i don't think any of the people who signed this nashville statement think that transgender men should get beat up no yeah i don't believe that at but all but when you say stuff like this it affirms people who beat up yeah. transgender men it's it's kind of like we were on i'm i'm more of a conservative in my my belief system but uh i like that how how far we've been progressing as a nation and as a church you know like hillsong had that incident where not really an incident um they also don't believe that homosexuals should be serving in the church they can more than welcome come so they had a, they had a homosexual uh as mm -hmm. their worship pastor in new york Oh, that, well, I was thinking about that the other day. I don't think they ever were the pastor of it. They just were leading worship or something like that. I think they were on the choir or something like that. Something like that. But they just asked him, like, that because of what they believe, they told him, hey, this is what we believe. We still love you. But because we're in this kind of arena of thinking, could you step down? And that person did. It wasn't, like, out of hate or anything like that. Yeah. And what it still caused divide, nonetheless, but at least they are more accepting of having people of that orientation in their church to learn about Jesus because God, God doesn't label himself to heterosexuals only. You know, if that were the case then Jesus would have never eaten with the people they ate with, he never would have broken bad with the people he broke bad with. But, um, 
I, I'm almost I'm almost wondering what's gonna happen with with Hillsong now, uh, being in huge cities like New York and L.A. where where the, this community is attending their services regularly. Um, if if Pastor Brian's gonna be labeled a uh, non Christian now, or if all these other pastors who are who are doing these things like uh, Joey Joey Stetson, Stet I think it's his last name. Um, of the he's in the Bad Christian podcast. He's a pastor and he's gay affirming. Hmm. I don't, uh, as a pastor, I, don't I wonder know. if he's going to be labeled as not a Christian anymore. If I, I wonder about. Some well, I mean, he's churches. on the Bad Christian podcast, so he already feels that hate anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is which is the other the underlying thing, right? This is kind of where this podcast is kind of hovering in between the mainstream Christian bubbles and like, uh. Propaganda called it the naughty list. I think I'm on the naughty list. I don't know. And and that's like the Rob Bells and no, I'm not on the naughty list. <laughs> the the Gungers, the people who are like they're Christians, but they're like okay, they don't believe what mainstream Christianity believes. They're out of the bubble. Right. They're over in the distance. Like and and Michael Gunger is an amazing guy who writes amazing music, but people just take his statements. And run with them and yeah, make like, it out to where he's ever not since even ever since well, he said something about the ark and they're like, ah, oh, you heretic. And then well, he said like, well, what if the first five books of the Bible were just story? Oh yeah, like, but that's also been a debate for centuries. And though, so <laughs> now we don't sing "You Make All Things Beautiful" because like, you know what I mean? Or you, what is the song? You make, you make all things. You, you make beautiful. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's a great song. All right now we don't we don't do dramas to it anymore because. He may or may not believe that the first five books of the Bible are literal instead of figurative. What What's crazy is like a lot of these theologies that are dictating whether or not their people are Christian or not have been around since the Council of Nicene. That's the right way to say it, right? Nicene, maybe yeah, Nicene Council. But these, uh, this uh, this Nashville statement, they're treating it like it was. It's like the newest. Like it's all the head of the Christian organizations. All all the that's what Big, they want it to be. Yeah, but it's not, man. Like, there. So Christianity, when it started with that, with that council, the Council of Nicene. I think that's how you say it. I'm saying it wrong. If if I'm saying it wrong, let us know. Please know that I I I, I went to seminary. So like I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. I went to seminary. So, so you're wrong. Kind I'm of right. seminary is a school of ministry. It's relatively the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, peop- Christians have been trying to make doctrinal like this is the right thing. Yeah, but for a long so, time. So, but when that count, what I was saying, when that council started, there was Christianity was it was a rogue religion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily validated. It wasn't necessarily like a huge thing like it is now, where there's a church in every single nation, um, or there's several churches in every nation. But it, it was a smaller group of people coming together to, to build this thing. This is um, Christianity since then has grown exponentially to where there's more Christians now than there ever was on the face of the planet. And yeah, this one, this statement say, say if it was said back when that council happened, it would have been something completely different. But now that the world has evolved and yeah, our, our thought process is a little more progressive this is more damning than it is anything. It, yeah. It's it's 
I've said it already 30 times on this podcast. It's the separation. It's like it's it's br- making that divide even bigger. Yeah. It's not bridging any divide. No, it's making there, it worse. There is no bridge big enough for this. And I think my problem with statements like this is how it it only seeks to affirm the majority and yeah. offers no comfort, support, encouragement for the minority and the people group that has already been damaged and oppressed and mm-hmm. hurt and and beat up by theology and doctrine yeah. like my theology and doctrine should not be destroying people like i want to speak truth okay don't get me wrong don't be like oh Gerald just want to be this one of these pastors who's motivational and blah 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 like no. i want to speak truth i want to call people out of sin i want to call people out of darkness mm-hmm. but if in doing that i'm causing people to commit suicide yeah like then i'm not i'm not doing it i'm not accomplishing the my own goal that i set out to do so there has to be a way where we can stand up for truth we can stand up for what we believe the bible Mm -hmm. has to say without harming people and pushing people closer to the edge which is what we we brought up and mentioned with andy minio yeah if if you haven't you should we should probably probably just I don't know if you can because it'll be gone. It's a 24-hour thing. Yeah, I mean, I can recap the video real quick. I, yeah, I can, recap it. So, uh, Andy Minio took to Instagram this morning, last night, sometime, mm-hmm. um, depending on... He's in New York, but it always feels like he's in a different time zone. Yeah, he's all, it's always weird. But uh, him and Lecrae were walking around his neighborhood. They were walking to the Bronx because Lecrae's always wanted to see the Bronx, apparently. And as they're crossing the bridge... Um, they see a woman without who was wearing a shirt, and in New York, you can if you're a woman, you don't have to wear a shirt. You can do whatever you want. Um, Is so that a fact? Yeah, I've seen like whenever I go to New York, people are hardly wearing shirts. Oh, it's like it's a naked cowboy. Okay, back no, no, on topic. No, back anyway. on topic. <laughs> and um, so Lecrae saw him was like, "That's weird." And Andy Mino told him, "Leave it alone. It's New York. People do that here." And uh, so they kept walking, and as they got close to the woman, they saw that she had a gash on her head. Mm-hmm. And they're walking on a bridge, and the closer and closer they approached the woman, the closer and closer she got to the edge of the bridge. Yeah, she, she gets over the railing, and yeah. like she's about to jump. And Lecrae grabs her, and her and Andy, or him and Andy, grab her. And they realize that this person has a lot of like weight to them. This is yeah. a man. This is a transgender man. Or a transgender woman. Yeah, and I think they saw scars from surgeries and different yeah. things. Yeah, and they're like, so they're trying to pull her over. They're trying to pull her over, and she's she's saying, "I'm just, I, I want to go it. home. I want to go see Jesus. I want to go home." So obviously, this person has a relationship with Jesus, um, and or some so kind of connection, some with type him. of connection with Jesus. Maybe she was raised up in the church, and maybe she still still goes to church. I mean, it's the Bronx. People go to church. There's like church on every corner, but. They're trying to pull over the rail, and they're trying to convince her that Jesus is there, and Jesus is still like with her. Yeah. And just because these things are happening to her doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't see it. Yeah. So they're pulling over the rail. They fight with her for a while, Someone, uh, long enough to call the cops. Yeah. He he has somebody who was there witnessing call the cops, and the cops pull her down, and the cops help get her over. And like one thing that he mentions and I'm really glad he mentioned it is how one of the cops was just going at it like super hard. He came in yeah. 110 miles per hour. Didn't have any idea of the situation. Didn't know the situation. And he's like about to like throw down. And he was just like, man, this is why cop police interactions can escalate so quickly. Yeah. It's because 
like a lot of cops don't have proper context for what's happening. Like yeah. Andy and Lecrae are trying to save this person and this cop's coming in hot, like ready to arrest them, beat them up and throw them in the slammer for the night. Yeah. Um, when they have no idea what the emotional instability of this person is. Yeah. Cause this person's like trying to commit suicide. They're not just like publicly naked or doing something yeah. awful, you know? And so Andy kind of, he, he's talking about all of this because he recently wrote a forward in one of his friend's books, mm-hmm. which is, I, I can't remember the title. Is it just being a, a single gay Christian or something like that? Something like that. I can't remember. And so he wrote a forward in that book saying like, we need to listen to this community. We need to understand what they feel, what they think, what they go through, mm-hmm. because they're a, a majorly marginalized group in Christian culture and in society at large. And that's that's what breaks my heart is culture is so much more accepting mm-hmm. of the LGBT community than the church. Yeah. And the church as Christians, like, yeah, we can believe what we need to believe, but we got to love. Yeah. Like Jesus called Absolutely. us to love. Yeah. And and I was thinking about the woman caught in adultery mm. and how like when when she came, Jesus, like when she was dragged, excuse me, when she was dragged to Jesus, butt naked, mm-hmm. like Jesus Andy loved says, yeah. her and and supported her and protected her. Mm-hmm. And just said, go and sin no more. He he obviously addressed what needed to be addressed, yeah. which was first the mob like mentality of wanting to destroy this sinful woman. Yeah. But then also address like humanity's fallenness. We all sin and we need to not do that. And so like with this LG, with the LGBT community and with this Nashville statement, like timing was awful. The message is just saying stuff that most people already know just to reassert it and say, we're taking a stand. Yeah. Which is just hurting people. Yeah, you can't, you, like, uh, obviously they're going to say, well, we said these things out of love, you know, you, I mean. I rolled my eyes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, you're telling the viewers. Telling the listeners. The listeners. Um, Maybe viewers. Anybody want to come film? Yeah. Hey. We'll put this on YouTube. There you go. But, uh, I mean, I can still say, like, hey, man, you, you know, I love you so much. Your shirt looks terrible. It, I'm, But I'm saying in love. Or, or you can be like, hey, man, you look, dude, it's so good to see you. Um, What's wrong with your face? <laughs> you know, uh, you know that 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 shirt's kind of tight on you. But you know, I, I love you, man. Just lose some weight. That yeah. it's still like, just because you say things in love, you still sound kind of douchey. Like, well, there's a huge thing, right? Rules without relationship does it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So if if, if the Nashville statement is literally 14 rules or affirmations of what we believe, we believe this and we deny this. It's just a bunch of rules and without relationship, yeah. what's the point? And you can't, you can't like, so if anybody is deciding to agree with the Nashville statement, but you can't agree with article 10, then you can't sign the statement. You can't agree with something and not agree with it all at the same time. And so that's the thing is like, they want people to sign it and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, like why are, why are, this is like the wrong time. Completely wrong time. And, um, and I think, you know, in regards to whether you agree with it or not, like read it, yeah, research it, look for yourself, check yeah. it out. And, and maybe, maybe we're misreading stuff, but like, I don't think anybody would say that mainline Christianity has a close relationship with yeah. the LGBT community. We don't. Um, and no. this is not helping. No, it's 
yes, it hasn't helped. Excuse me. And I, I said earlier, so I said a couple things earlier that I want to um, rebuttal on. I do apologize to Joel Osteen and to the Lakewood Church for being a douchebag and tweeting them excessively and and saying mean things on the internet. Maybe you got him to open it though. Maybe I, don't, I doubt but it. But you didn't have to be mean. I shouldn't have been mean. I said I tweeted at them. I said, "Hey, how was the mildly wet grass?" But um, also, I want to rebuttal on the. Br- there's no bridge big enough. There is a bridge big enough. Jesus. We, Jesus. Jesus through us. Christ in us. The hope of glory. So, if Christians start loving, yeah, we can we can bridge lots of divides. Yeah. So if you um have a friend who's in the LGBTQ community and you're a Christian continue to love them. God's not going to say you're not a Christian anymore because that's nonsense. Um, and to the LGBTQ community who do listen to our podcast, if any at all, we want to understand more and we want to learn more from you directly. Yeah. Um, because we can only speak on what we know. Yeah. And obviously I'm married. Gerald's married to women. We're not gay people, but we want to know more about this community in order to, to have a relationship with these people and yeah. to, and to bridge the gap. Yeah. Like, so if know. you, if you're out there on Twitter, Instagram, let us know, you know, we'd love to get coffee with you and yeah, talk, you we, know, learn. I, I work at a coffee shop. Um, and I, I have besides this podcast, I have great conversations there with, with people of that community, but not, not as often as I would hope I would, but, people who are either in that community or have friends who are in the community or are gay affirming themselves. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I know I want to bridge this gap. I want to have a conversation and I want to have a dialogue with you. Um, because you guys matter. Um, you as a person matter, you as a creation of God matter, your ideas matter, your emotions matter and the struggles or the triumphs that you're going through mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. This Wait. The, oh, yeah, one more thing. We forgot. We, we're going to, when uh, Michael's show is going to happen. We, yes. So, uh, uh, Michael's show. Michael of Windwards, we had him on, as a guest. He has an official date for the show. It mm-hmm. is September 29th. 29th. Uh, starts at 6? 5 o'clock? 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock? You're, you're. I'm performing. Performing there. I'm doing some spoken words, so I'm really nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town. Okay. So I'm really bummed because I wanted to see you perform live. I'm I'm kind of almost glad because I'm going to... No, you're going to be Do great. great. I'm going to do great. <laughs> but I, I get, you know... Yeah, I'm nervous. I was going to say private performances, but that... <laughs> that sounds weird. You read one to me once, yeah. and I liked it. Thank you. It was about Martin Luther King. And Michael, Michael was there too, so it wasn't private. That's kind of how I got the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for listening to the Young Ambiguous Podcast. I'm Gerald. I'm Justin. Uh, We love you guys. Peace. Bye.